I was very disappointed with the sort of um, announcement from Edward Cheng. I thought there wasn't enough information. You know, we've all paid hundreds of pounds up front, you mm. know, thousands of us, and they've got our money there in that club. And, you know, I think we've got a right to know exactly why we can't go. I think even if it means getting the building contractors involved to explain to us with like 3D drawings or whatever they need to do, um, yeah. you know, explain to us what needs to be done and how long it's going to take. Don't drip feed us every couple of weeks and say, hopefully mm. it's going to be for Derby. Then hopefully it'll be for the next game. Then, you know, I've just got a feeling this is going to rumble on for a while. That's a, sorry, um, Paul. That, that's that's right. I think they're just going to drip feed us week after week. Was the sound of it? Yeah, which um, I think and, when you've got people's money that are paid to do something, you know, mm. uh, and you can't provide that service after they're paid, then we've got a right to know why why we can't go in our seats. Okay, so so right. I wasn't going to go onto this one until and, later. But really, sorry, Nick, just, sorry, Nick. Just to rub the salt in the wounds as well. The, the we, we, we've got a right to know as well why. The executive boxes are opening the cop as well. Oh, that's exactly what I was coming on to. Why, if that stadium has been condemned, were the executive boxes open, the most expensive seats in the house were all taken up. And I took photographs and I'll tell you what, I couldn't believe what I was seeing, Paul. You know, yeah. is it a health and safety issue that the stadium and the stand is condemned, right? Well, it's possibly in the lower regions of the stand, but n nothing's clear. And I think we need clarity and we need to understand why. Yeah. You know, they need okay, to... Um... If you're listening, now, by tomorrow, by the end of tomorrow, give your supporters, right, give the people that have paid their money the absolute definitive situation on the stands, the cop and the tilt. And by tomorrow, by close of play tomorrow, you are being asked now publicly to give mm. a complete and utter understanding for these people that have paid their money. 100%. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. So, to be honest, I mean, there's got to be a reason, because that's going to be one of the questions they're going to... Then let us they, know, They Chris, know that people, people know. are going to ask. Yeah, there's going to be... I mean, mm. there's going to be a logical explanation. I'm pretty I sure. think I agree I agree with what they've done with regards to the seats that they've got. You know, the, 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 the ballot is probably the equal opportunity and the fair thing to do, but... Mm. To rub salt in the wounds again. No, when Paul, sorry. I'm sorry. You, a week ago, we were in the situation where half of that stands would be open. Well, yeah, but with, with the situation, whatever reason it is, you know, you've got more season ticket holders now than what you have seats available. So I agree with what they did and giving everyone an equal chance to get a ticket and, and do it as a raffle. But what I don't agree with is, you know, don't, you know, they're not telling us why. They're not telling us why we're in this situation with the stand. Um, it seems like... It's, it, it seems like all the good work, you know, building bridges, pardon the pun, um, they've all been, it's all been back to square one again. But what's annoying me as well is every time we seem to look half decent on the pitch, there's always something off the pitch that's a disaster. I mean, the last time was Gary Monk's season with the nine point deduction, wasn't it? Mm. You know, and, and now we're looking good under Lebo, you know, and I want to go down there and sit in my seat and watch it and I can't and it's really mm. frustrating. Wade, Wade, what's your, your take on all this? I, I was thinking exactly the same thing. We played, um, we we played Blues pre-season at Cheltenham, um, mm. and and the atmosphere seemed really good around the place. You know, from that staff who've been there a few years, yeah. obviously had it a bit, have sort of been under the cosh a little bit for the past couple of seasons, and just everybody seemed really positive, seemed really upbeat about the season. And then it, it's just a pity that this is coming, yeah, it put a bit of a shadow over it because the the support there, like, you're desperate to get behind someone, aren't you? Mm. Yeah, I, I, I caught we. I was lucky enough to catch a bit of it when we were in the playoffs, and there was a bit of momentum, and 
Chris and everything and everyone got swept up in it. The support was like, you're desperate for that club to, to do well. And mm. I don't know, it's sort of Lee's come in. There seems to be a real optimism around the, the playing side of it. And then um, um, I was aware of everything that went on, but listening to you guys now and obviously the little chat before we went on air, you can see that it's evident to me the depth of feeling. And if that's, if that's spreading across the whole fan base... But Wade, you, you can understand, right, because you've been on that playing surface, right, and you've listened to us fans, what we can create, yeah? And you, you, you probably understand that full length of emotion that we as supporters go through, right, when you as players are kicking a ball, right? And we will every single pass... Every header, every cross, every throw-in that you guys can create for us, yeah? And what you create for us equals our week, yeah? And that's what we are like as supporters. We're down to earth. We're proper working-class fans, yeah? And we're just being sold down the river and treated like we're mugs. Yeah. And I'm sorry if that offends the football club. Right, and if I if I get a ban, well, then that's up to them. That I, you know, Paul, something has to be said, something has to be done, but something from that club has to be delivered definitively back to the supporters. Listen, well, there'll, be no one, there'll be no one. Um, there'll be no one more desperate for there to be a full house than than Lee and the and the players. Oh, I know. You know what? Oh, you know. When he came out and. Yeah, when he yeah. led that team out, you, the, 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 well, it was there. Everything about St Andrews was there at that moment when he walked down past us. You, you know, it was, it was, it was brilliant. I've got goosebumps on my arms again now. Just here, look, look. Mm. Right. It even, mm. it even hurts not being there to give Terry Cooper a send off as well. You know, yeah. it was the man. It was the manager when in my early years going. You know, and I didn't mm. get a chance to. You know, why not wait until the ground's full again for that? Mm. You know, it's. It, I know. It's, I, I, it's I, I per- a bit annoying. A bit annoying. I know. Yeah. I, Paul, I, I, I think because of the the closeness to you know his passing, I think it was the right time to do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, you don't want to get like kind of lost in the emotion, kind of thing, do you? You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I must pay credit to the Stoke City fans who also applauded all the way through that minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that really annoyed me was the amount of empty seats. Yeah. Well, how, many just... empty, how many empty seats were in the uh, Gil Merrick and the main stand? There was a few by us. Hmm. Um, the, well, officially, well, it was only just over 10,000, wasn't it, the attendance? Yeah. And how many could that have got in? How many could have got in? 16,000, possibly? Was there, was there yeah. 6,000 empty seats, would you say? Oh, am I exaggerating? Maybe a yeah, couple of thousand? Not, it's probably 12,000, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think it was about yeah. one and a half. There, there were quite a few at the front of the Stoke end as well, so they didn't pull their allocation either. But hang on, but hang on. I've spoken to a Stoke City supporter here over the weekend, right, who goes home and away, and he says, I will not pay 40, 35 or £40 pounds to go to a championship football game. No. Just while we're on these subjects, yeah. I had a message from Paul, from Paul Gill. Um, so, yeah, sorry, Paul. Paul, can you yeah, really yeah. try on the shout box tonight? Because I've got no shout box at all on the phone. Mm-hmm. Paul, Paul, Gill, Paul Gill saying, uh, could you possibly debate the following on tonight's show, please? That The almost forced feel of being sent tickets uh, when there is no way to decline 
uh, despite them saying you will be able to choose, for us, grandfather, son and grandson who sit in the Tilton, we're not interested in sitting other, in other areas of the ground. We want to sit in the seats we are paid for and entered into a contract with the club. Despite wow. numerous of this has been stored by the club and today we've been told we are being sent to sent Bournemouth tickets we do not want and can't be bothered trying to sell them on, on us work 7 till 5.30. And it's a late and, and it's too late, etc. We just want a refund for games. We are unable to provide our regular if, if they are unable to provide our regular seats, which is their problem, not mine. So should should I? What a disgrace that we've even got to be talking about this. Uh, Eighteen months they've had to put this right. Right, they mm. knew about it a very long time ago. They probably knew about it a long time before we knew about it. Right, and they've had a very long time to get this resolved for the supporters. And it just seems to me that they were perhaps, I don't know, maybe hanging on for an insurance payout or something like that. I don't know. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, the, the stadium's big... 20 years old. And, and we're all standing in a stand that was built in 1947 and still going. He makes a good point here as well. Why did the club not allow you to opt in or out first? Um, for the ballots, etc., is beyond me. So why don't they say, do you want to be in or out of these ballots? Or do you want to just wait for your own seat and sit there when it's available? Paul Gill, they're... sorry, mate, you've got far too much common sense. So uh, at least them fans who are genuinely wanting to go have a better chance and we avoid the empty seats. Yeah, but what, fan doesn't want to go there, Paul? Everybody yeah. wants to go, don't they? Yeah. I'm conscious well, the other... I'm conscious the obvious. Sorry, Mark. I'm conscious what I've just said as well about moaning about empty seats after I gave two seats up. The reason I gave two seats up, me and my dad, is because we were sat behind the post. Didn't want to go to. Didn't want to go and sit and watch the game with a restricted view. Mm. Well, I was, I was going to say it's a big worry that a lot of people just turn their backs on Blues for good now. I know it's dramatic or whatever, but people might just reach the end of the road with them. And Mark, just we've we've already lost a generation over the last eighteen months. One yeah. generation of children coming in. And going to that first game with the dad, yeah, all the moms, moms. Anyway, we could moan about this all day, but you know, on the pitch we're looking much better, and I think the season ahead on the pitch with Lee Bowyer at the helm is looking a lot more positive, and we've got. We are for, and, and uh, you know what? I, I look. I haven't got total as, um, aspirations for this year, but I think we're going to do so much better. We're not going to be in a dog scrape. We're not going to no, be in a no dog way. Scrape. Nah look strong and and they look together and they look committed mm. yeah. yeah oh anyway mm. wait let's mm. go back to 2011 was it you joined us uh, yeah roughly Burnley at the time was you yeah and how did it come about coming to blues so did, uh, were Burnley in the Premier League at the time or were they we just come down I think we were championship. I think we just come down. Uh, or we come down the year before. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was at. I mean, I've been at Burnley for. I've been at Burnley for a while. The it's actually Eddie was Eddie was the manager. Eddie Howe, who I was yeah. actually good mates with. Um, and I got wind of. I was sort of Eddie came in, and I was. Long story cut short. I'd I'd been playing centre mid for about four years. Um, and when I played with Eddie, I was an out and out winger. And Eddie came in, and he first thing he did was put me back on the wing. Um, I was about 31 by then, as you lot probably see, I didn't have to. Didn't have to <laughs> wasn't quite then. Um, so I had sort of four or five months at Burnley where it was a bit. It wasn't. It was in and out. It was a bit, bit sticky. And then I got win at a couple of clubs just for deadline. I think it was Forest and Birmingham coming. Um, 
and I went to see I went to see uh went into training deadline day finished training and then I spoke to Eddie and said I think you're gonna get a bid today um and if you get it I'd like to I'd like to go um obviously chance to play for Birmingham there and we were in Europe that season which I'd, mm. I'd never done I was probably not going to get the opportunity again um so yeah so I asked I asked I asked to go then uh went home went home and what it was is they needed to um they needed to get a couple out before I could go in so they needed yeah. to get uh Cameron Cameron Drone out and Scott Dan yeah so, so so I went home I was meant to be going to see I was living in Manchester I was meant to be going to see Arcade Fire that night oh, in yeah. town um so my girlfriend phoned me about so I'm sat at home watching Sky Sports News thinking of <laughs> Jerome and Dan left yet because I've told the, I've told the gaffer that I want to go. So if, <laughs> if they don't leave, I've got to go back to the training tomorrow morning. I'm gonna like a right tip. Um, <laughs> so it got to about got to about six o'clock. Girlfriend finished work and called me and said, what, "What's happening with the concert? I've gone. Don't know if we can go yet. I'm waiting on a I'm waiting on a phone call." So honestly, got to about seven o'clock and the deadline was eleven. And I'm in Manchester and I'm thinking, "Well, it's not happening, is it?" So phone my missus up and said this started getting ready to go out thinking it's not got a phone call from my agent saying you need to get to you need to get to St Andrews so jumped in the car drove straight down um phone the missus on the way said I'm I'm going to Birmingham she went what do you mean, what do you mean? I'm going to Birmingham. <laughs> I'm going to Birmingham um obviously got to the ground it was all a bit of a whirlwind uh did the medical did the medical about 10 minutes before the deadline it was literally touch your toes they looked at my playing record went yep yeah. uh Signed the contract. Spoke to the. You had Andy Walker on, didn't you? I know you had. Yeah, yeah. last week. Yeah. Did a quick. Did a quick five minutes of Andy for the website with the. Um, this, this was about one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Chris said, "Listen, go back up the road, get sorted, come in Thursday, and we'll we'll go from there." So, yeah, sort of left the ground about one o'clock, drove back up, told the missus that that we were moving, <laughs> and then and then yeah, and then that was it. it was in on Thursday, and I think. Made my debut against Barnsley on the Saturday. Yeah, mm-hmm. and didn't Stephen Caldwell follow you from Burnley as well? Was he was he after or before? Stevie was before. Stevie was... came in the summer. Okay, um, but yeah, that was. I mean, that was. I mean, Stevie's one of my best mates. Yeah, like, we've had him on as well in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great good, guy, good lad. good lad. But yeah, me and Stevie were me and Stevie were close at Burnley. But when I moved down to Birmingham, it was it was handy having him there. But we got really close when we were at Blues. We lived together, yeah. and we were. Um, so yeah, that was that was a bit of a touch having Stevie there to be honest. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Wait, uh, Stephen Gills asked me to ask you about the Pablo Ibanez incident against Bruges. Oh, yeah, and what happened the, yeah. after the game? After the game, uh, if anything. No, I don't know. But, well, the only the only bit I remember is Pablo got a whack, didn't he? So mm. Pablo Pablo's Sparko. I'm at the other end of the pitch. I just remember big. Um, you remember big Gran and Gran and Door. <laughs> yeah, Door. Yeah. yeah, absolute tank. But he was. Beast. A lovely fella, like gen- he was in. I was at the other end of the pitch. I've just seen Gran in tears, so I start yep. panicking, thinking, "Oh my god, what's happened to what's happened to Pablo?" Um, absolutely nothing's happened to Pablo. He's popped up and he's he's playing again two minutes later. I was thinking, "What we're trying <laughs> we're trying to find out what what Gran had seen." Um, but his English was his English was about as good as my French, so we couldn't get any <laughs> of him. Yeah. But yeah, what yeah. on that was Bruges. Yeah. Would you say that was the best team you've played in in your career? That that Blues eleven that season. Um, cool. That's a good question. Um, it was a good team that. Yeah, a good team. Um, we had a good side at Burnley. Yeah, I've got to say we had a very good side at Burnley. Um, but yeah, that would have been. We were obviously talking about it pre-show. You said you asked me to do my one to eleven, and 
first time I've sat down really and gone through some of the players that played with when I was there. Yeah. Some good players in that three years. Um, a lot of players who have gone on to have really good careers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, that was a good side. But listen, the, the results in the results in Europe were probably testament to that. We were incred- really unlucky that we didn't go through. We should have qualified. Yeah. It was... Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we went to... Bruges had, Bruges had been in Europe for 50 years, never been beaten there by an English team. No, I'm not saying right. Bruges of the 80s or anything like that, but they were a good side. We went there and turned them over. We went to Braga and should have got some in. Um, and Braga were Braga were top Portuguese team at the time. Um, yeah. So yeah. I didn't we, go we, to, the, to, to the away games, but the, the one that we had at St Andrews as well. It is Bo, by the way. Bo, mm. Bo is not a bulldog. She is a cat. Uh, female <laughs> but she likes to make a weekly appearance on Zoom and now she's going to disappear bye-bye <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jason McDonough wants to know what's Wade's favourite moment whilst at Blues and what gives him the goosebumps oh, while well, he was at Blues there's a few to be honest the um, I didn't play but the atmosphere at St Andrews in the second leg of the playoffs the black mm. Um but really the European games were for me scoring in Maribor yeah Oh. Maribor was like like a personal one, but it's it's hard to top the Bruges one. Like mm. the whole the whole thing with Bruges really. Um, like we went there. You'd probably know better than me, but Bruges is probably about as good as you could get for a European game because yeah. there's so many ways to get there. You can get the yeah. train, you can get a boat, you can fly in, you can swim. But also we ended up with we ended up Rough. with Bruges there. I don't know what it, I don't know if there or what it was like in the town before the. So we're in a we're in a hotel a little bit out of town, but the staff are going into the square, the main square, and they're sending videos back to the lads and they're saying like the atmosphere is ridiculous. The atmosphere's a joke and there's thousands there. So we're we're at the hotel hearing all this second hand and getting more and more excited about the game. Um and then you set off on the bus and like the helicopters overhead and you're getting the, the convoy in and it feels like a cup final. It feels big, yeah. It feels yeah. different to you run the meal, it's um and then we get there and that completely <laughs> packed out. So we've got that end all all banged out and and then we we go one nil down after after a minute. I don't think we've touched the ball and we're thinking oh, we're in a bit of we're in a bit of bother here. Yeah. Um and then to come back, turn it around the way we did, uh, and then to win it in the last minute in front of our fans, that was yeah. special moment. That was brilliant. Yeah, that was Wait, that. Right, tired, okay. Really? Uh, now we've all seen the YouTube videos of the fans and that after the final whistle. How far was your dressing room away from there? Uh, yes, yeah, a fair bit. We were down the side, yeah. Right, you could still hear them, I take you though. Yeah, after the game, yeah. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, mm. no, because obviously they were in there for a little bit as well, I think. I think they got mm. about three days, I think, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> some of them are still there, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was that your? Was that? Would you say that was your best goal for us, Wade? The one, the one against um, Maribor. Maribor, or mm. one that sticks? In, one, there's one that sticks in my mind that was an absolute worldie that you scored. The best one was probably the Leeds one in the yeah, cup. That's, yeah, you beat me to mm. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, the Leeds one was a good goal. Um, yeah. I have to show the players that sometimes to prove to them that I used to be quick. <laughs> yeah, also, uh, do you do you think that the English media didn't credit did in Europe? Good question. Yeah, probably, to be honest. Mm. Maybe because they didn't qualify. Maybe because we were 
we were in the champ and they didn't expect too much of us, but um, maybe they just want the same focus on it that there is now. I think, I don't know, I think as big as everything was then, it's exploded, hasn't it, over the last yeah, few yeah, years? Yeah. yeah, but I can tell you what, though, wait. Every single one of you, everybody that played and all the staff that were there can hold their heads up high because you did us proud. Oh, and yeah. that's yeah. all we ever, ever ask for. Yeah, Goosebump alert. <laughs> Grace, uh, Grace Courtney's asking, can you ask Wade how old he was when he started playing football? Uh, I was quite late for, quite late for, for me, I think when I played, I mean, kids start at five and six now, don't they? Yeah. I think I started when I was about 10 or 11. Um, maybe a little bit younger than that. But yeah, quite late. Uh, there was just a, where I lived, one of the dads on the estate locally started a team, I think for his kid, I think to get his, um, give his kids something to do. Yeah. A few of us, few of us went and played. Like, so all the, all the kids locally went and played. Where did you live at that time? In Southampton. Right, okay, cool. Yeah, Were mate. they your team as a kid, right? Yeah, yeah, they're my team. Yeah, I still do team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We okay, we, ladies and gents, girls and boys. Um, this is going to be a new feature on the show every single week. Every time we've got a guest in, does Wade Elliott have a doppelganger? Who is Wade Elliott's doppelganger? <laughs> You've obviously got somebody in mind, or she wouldn't have said that. I haven't actually, Chris. No, to be honest with you. Right, and okay. I've been trying to think since the second he came on. I thought, who does he look like? Who does he look like? Yeah. <laughs> Have you, have you heard any way? Paul, could you keep an eye on the screen? I've heard loads. I've heard loads. Uh, I've heard loads, Paul. Yeah. Who's next double ganger? <laughs> well, actually, I'm going, to, I'm going to be really honest with you, right? Because when I was young, when I was in the army, yeah, everybody called me Jasper. All oh, right, okay. I was a spitting image of Jasper Carrot when I was young. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Right, okay. So I'm, I'm going to get the on the road. I'm going to ride. Yeah, we've got a good one here. We've got a good one again. Again, Robinson. Can you ask Wade who was the best player he played with? Um, I presume she means at Blues and against as well. You can do that in your whole career if you like. Who did you, who's the best player you played with and against? Uh, the the best I played against was Skulls, mm. uh, and I, and I, and I played against Skulls towards the end of his. So like he was he was an age, and I thought just everything I did, he just mm. I tried to. Uh, they told us to stay off him and keep our shape, so we just got the ball and he zinged passes, and I thought we can't do that. Yeah, so one thing I've got on him, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be fitter, so I'm gonna have to get tight to him. He just kept popping little balls around the corner. So then I thought, well, if I stand the other side of him, he might not be able to get the ball. And he just kept running in the box. I said, yeah. oh, what am I going to... So I kicked him, kicked him, got booked. And then about two minutes later, he's absolutely clattered me. And I'm facing the pitch. I'm thinking, just... And this was him at about 35. And he was... Yeah. He was different level. Um, yeah. And he's thinking, don't want to be disrespectful in his pomp, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's absolutely schooling us. Was he quiet, Wade? Because he seems yeah. quite quiet off the pitch. Was he a talker on the pitch? No, he was quiet. He didn't say a word. The only the only time I noticed any like expression from him is he he played a pass. I'm not exaggerating. Because I'm up against him the whole game. He's played a pass into someone's run, and they've had to they've had to jump and check their stride a little bit. And wow. he's he's got angry that he, that it's not. He's like jumped in the air, and he's got angry that it's not perfect. <laughs> but, oh wow! Yeah, I mean that's that's levels, isn't it? That's. Sort of the yeah, game. when you, 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 you know, at that level, you expect that level of perfection, don't you? Yeah. And, and you demand it. 
But the best of blues, that's a core. It's a good. I mean, we had some. We had some good players. At we had some good players, like talented. So obviously, Nathan's Nathan was talented. Uh, Damari, yeah. Jack, Jack Butland. Butland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a talented squad. You uh, must have been over the moon when Redmond went to Southampton. Then obviously being a Southampton fan. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we um, yeah, we saw him. Saw his, his saw his mum actually. We took my obviously before the pandemic. Took a took a little boy to a game. Wanted his first game to be at Southampton. Um, and he was too young to go in the stand, so we ended up getting put in a box. And Michelle Nathan's mum was there. Oh yeah. And yeah. she's uh, like she's come running down and she's making a fuss and um, but yeah, that's sort of that's sort of what the atmosphere was like back then. It was sort of you know everyone was. We were quite tight, like all the families. It was quite nice, but yeah, honestly, could not because he's my mate. But the best player for the time that I was there was Berkey. Oh um, yeah, great player. Berkey, um, apart again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he was great yeah. talent, but he was consistently for like the two two and a half years I was there. Berkey was the one who delivered all the time. Yeah, yeah, he was outstanding. Yeah, any any funny stories or pranks you can tell us about amongst the lads or? Any funny dressing room stories or anything like that, or training ground? Trying to think what's uh, trying to think what's clean. I'll tell you what the best. I'll tell you the best prank that I don't know if anyone's. You might have heard this already. <laughs> um, so yeah, the chef there, Rob, he's still there because I saw him a couple of weeks ago when we played him. Yeah. So, uh, and he won't mind me saying this because I've told him this to his face before, but he was <laughs> idle. Rob was. I don't. If he could get out of doing something, he would. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, I'd come in the morning and I'd ask him for an omelette. Well, the lads would ask him for an omelette, and because it was a bit of work for him, it was any excuse not to not to make an omelette. So <laughs> three minutes, <laughs> three minutes to make an omelette. That's what I'm saying. Not not even three minutes because he'd always give it to you running. Yeah. Oh, I'm from my cooking So he's a. Uh, Every excuse, like once so he's, I've got no eggs or I can't do this or so one day he's gone I've got no eggs so I've gone I'll tell you what no problem tomorrow I'll bring my own eggs in so <laughs> you know you've got the eggs he said no I can't cook them ones I don't know where they've come from <laughs> <laughs> the, lads, the lads have got on it the lads have got on it they've gone right no no problem so they've um when he's gone home someone's gone to one of the lads has, I can't remember it was it might have been Robbo you know yeah so Robbo <laughs> used to go past a farm where they had chickens for sale so one one morning, Robbo's got in early with three chickens. <laughs> uh, he's, got no. he's got the key off security to the kitchen, and he's locked these three these three chickens in the in the kitchen. <laughs> Rob's come in, opened the door. These chickens have been in there for hours. He said, "There's feathers. There's chicken. Chickens do everywhere." He said he opens the door, these chickens start going mental around the kitchen and the lads around and go, you know exactly where your eggs have come from now, Rob. <laughs> I like that. Okay, so, Craig uh, Courtney, a.k.a. Mr Fixer, can you please get the Birmingham City chef on the show? <laughs> yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? We'll get him on. Yeah. Or, or, or at least one of the chickens. <laughs> They'll completely deny it, you know. And did he make you an omelette then? He was good from then on, to be fair. <laughs> I, I suppose Chris book, 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 was playing that, was he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very good, Nick. Thank you. That's why they pay me so much. You know what, my mark. That's why they pay me so much. Okay. So I'm going to go on uh, a little change of tactic. We'll come down to the 1 to 11 in a moment, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so my experience at St Andrews 
really wasn't actually the best this weekend. Uh, the PA system there is absolutely atrocious. Uh, half time, I thought somebody was shooting us all with a machine gun. Mm. Uh, it kept dropping out. There's no sound. There's no quality. Can we not please sort something out for the fans that are there so that we can hear what you're saying? And I'm not blaming the guy with the microphone, right? It's infrastructure. It's, yeah. it's, it's the system. It, uh, you know what? Not, but other people around me were saying, well, what is going on with that sound system? Mm. And it was literally, you know, it was popping and cracking. We oh. thought it was the roof. We thought it was the roof caving in again. Hilton <laughs> oh, falling down. Yeah. <laughs> falling down. Do, do, do. I think Wade's just going to have to put his nipper to bed, I believe. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, multitasking, yeah. isn't he? He's, yeah. you know, we haven't lost him. He's just multitasking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He hasn't gone to use a, a bucket, says... Uh, no, he hasn't gone to get any chickens either. No, no. Did we get no. a doppel, Paul? No, no. Uh, no. I'm going for a very young, very slimmed-down version of Ricky Gervais. Oh, I'm sure he'll love that. Very, oh yeah, very slim down because quite a. That's quite all right. In Bristol, he can't hit me. He's quite a. He's quite a bloater, isn't he? Um... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, am I pleased to announce uh, that Booker Pies are back at St Andrews, and I had my Booker Pie, and it was all over my chin, and I was enjoying it so much. It was a, like Booker, Booker Pies. Hmm? Can, can yeah. I also say... Pike that... two years ago. We, we, we are led to believe that there was a two-year contract on the, on, the, on the pies. And you know what, Wade? Pies are important to fans, yeah? Mm. They are mm. a little thing that we enjoy either at half-time or before the game, and you can get munched into a pie, and there was meat in it, and it was proper, and it was the crusts were nice and everything. I am so happy to have Booker Pies back at St Andrews. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> have you had this one before, Wade? Duncan James from Blue as a lookalike. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. The, the pop uh, a few years back, I used to get uh, used to get Tom York with a lazy eye from Radiohead. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Duncan right. James, alright, isn't it? That's the one. No surprises. Uh, can I say? Can I just mention to everybody to make sure you share the stream because there's loads of prizes to give away this week as well. If you've got uh, young kids and grandkids, there's quite a few hoodies and t-shirts, all kiddie size, one to two, two yeah. to three, three to four, etc., etc. And can I also say uh, thank you to Caroline Carey and Gary Manders who bought some uh, bought some uh, photos that I, I uh, manipulated this week and. Um, all the money's gone to charity. I believe one's gone to Tommy's Trust, and the other one has gone to Blake's uh, charity as well. So there you go. Money of, um, it's all good. Sorry, Chris. A couple more good questions coming in. Stephen Gills asks, "Ask Wade, what is the best piece of advice he got in his career, and also his favourite ever gaffer?" Cool. Uh, had a few good gaffers, to be fair. Um, I was, I tell you, my first, um, you know, in terms of getting good advice, can't think of one bit of good advice, but tell my first manager was, um, do you remember Jimmy Case? Yeah. Yeah. Southampton, yeah. Southampton, yeah. Yeah, Southampton, Liverpool. Liverpool, unbelievable. yeah. Liverpool, great. He won like, won three European Cups. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, when I was at Bashley as a kid, he was my, he was my first manager. So, cause I, I, so I played non-league till I was 21. 
Yeah. And he was my first manager. And what I used to, uh, you'd go out for the warm up, and I'd uh, one game I went in for, uh, I went in during the warm up to use for a wee, and he was in the dressing room, and he said, uh, he said something. He said before you before you get the ball, it really sounds really basic, but he said before you get the ball, he said just check the other side of the pitch. Uh, have a look where he passes. If it's not on, go back in the other way. So he's told me that, and every before, so I do it for, I do that in the game, and it's all working. So I started going in before before every game. He'd always just drip feed someone into me before every game. So he'd he'd say on a goal kick, get up against your man, but when the ball's in the air, he'll switch off. Then you can drop off and give yourself a so. Before every game, he was just giving me little tidbits on how to play, on how to play centre mid, mm-hmm. uh, things that you've just that you've just picked up over over many years. So it was like a, it was like a crash course in. Um, so in terms of, it's hard to think of one specific bit of advice, but he was brilliant at just dripping little, little bits of his knowledge in. Mm-hmm. Um, then I went to went to Bournemouth, and Sean O'Driscoll was my manager, who was yep. really good. It was was brilliant, um, and then I had Steve Cottrell at uh, at Burnley. You obviously went to Birmingham, yeah, didn't he? Yeah. Um, but Steve was good for me because I'd come from I'd only ever been on the like, on the south coast, and he took me up north, and that probably toughened me up a little bit. Um, then I had Eddie was I think on with Eddie, but he's a very good at the time. But he was a very good manager. And then I've got to say, Chris was as good as any I've had. Chris was yeah. brilliant. Yeah, like knowledge. Unbelievable knowledge, his manner, his way of dealing with people, um, his sessions on the grass, like every, every aspect of it, really. He was, Chris was top draw. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and while you was on the pitch at Blues, what would you say was the best goal that was scored by us? Uh, that you can remember? I'm trying to think of one of, I'm trying to think of one of mine. Uh, well, apart <laughs> from yours. <laughs> the best goal, I, oh, Berkey scored a few good ones, didn't he? Yeah. Berkey scored a few, was this one against... He scored one at home against Cardiff where he absolutely burnt Kev McNaughton. Yeah. Um that one sticks out. Yeah. What about what about Nathan Redmond in the National? I wasn't yeah. there. Oh, okay. oh yeah, you, you were there, were you? Uh, what about what about what about Marlon King's volley at Burnley? Was you finding Marlon, that? Marlon, yeah. Is that when we won three nil? Yeah, and he'd done an incredible volley on the sort yeah. of I've even assisted it to be fair, didn't you dink it in? Was it why that dinked it in? <laughs> I, was thinking of, I was thinking of Marlon's. He scored one away at Millwall. When oh, the six. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that the six? Yeah, six yeah. Nil, that was a that was a good one as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, was you, was you playing when Ziggich scored four at Leeds? Yeah, it's probably yeah, my yeah. best. I best. I was playing. That was that was a funny one. That because uh, Chris played me and Ziggy up front. Yeah. So he said, "I want you to. Uh, I want you to drop in and play off Ziggy." He said, "But when we get the ball, I want you to run the channels as well." So I went right. Hang on. So while, <laughs> while I'm dropping in and running the channels, what's Siggy doing? <laughs> He's just gonna be. Uh, but yeah, that was one of my best achievements in getting Ziggy a hat trick. Yeah, yeah. And who, who was your football hero growing up? Is it he... Matt Letizia? Oh, what a player! Oh, yeah, I think he was, I had a feeling he was going to say that being a Southampton yeah. fan, but yeah, he was. He yeah. was just yeah. British. Nice, nice when I was lucky I, when I was a kid. When I was a kid, that Southampton, Letizia, Shearer, the Wallace brothers, yeah. Jimmy Case. Yeah, it was a. Braddock, Adams, it was a proper... Jeff Kenner? Jeff Kenner there then as well? Jeff Kenner. Yeah. 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 But Obviously, he went captain us to promotion uh, oh, to the yeah. Premier League for the first time. Um, so, yeah. Danny, was, Danny Wallace, the Wallace um, brothers. 
Yeah. Yeah. All, yeah, three of them. But in terms of watching like good attacking football and it was a good era to to grow up watching. Mm. Watching Saints, yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had the but pleasure of uh, interviewing yeah, Matt Letizio. You couldn't, yeah. yeah. You couldn't copy Can we come up to uh, Wade's 1 to 11 then? This wasn't easy for you, Wade. No, this had, a, had you scratching your head a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Like I said to you earlier. With the fanfare there, Wade, by the way. Say that again, mate. I hope you enjoyed the fanfare there, by the way. You know, it was an introduction. It was quite nice taking a bit of time sitting back and going through the seasons. Because you realised yeah. how many realised how many good players sort of crossed crossed paths during that time. So mm. he's another worldy goal. What about Emir Hughes at, at, Middles, at Middlesbrough uh, away? He was after me. Oh, yeah. Was he after was that after you? Yeah, right, okay. after me. Uh, they seem to all be after you or before you. <laughs> I'm trying to think of Andros. I'm sure Andros scored a good goal for us. Townsend. Townsend. I'm trying to remember. No, oh, yeah, Andros Townsend oh. against uh, Blackpool, says Stephen Gill. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Much away at Burnley was good. Did you play with uh, Ravel, says Sam? Yes. Yeah. Crystal Palace away. Crystal he Palace away. He lived, he lived above us, Rav. Palace. Yeah. Oh, did I? Me and Stevie were in a flat in town, we're in the jewellery quarter, and oh, yeah. uh, there were three flats. And Rav moved in the one above us, uh, so mm. we, uh, we spent most of the time babysitting Rav. To be honest, yeah. what, a, what, a, what, a, what a talent! Especially in town, I would imagine. Yeah, you know, close to all that nightlife. Yeah, well, we kept him on the we managed to keep him on the straight and narrow for a bit. Steve Mind you, wait, wait. Did you go to um, did you go to Mosley quite a bit? Went to Mosley a little bit. Yeah, I'll take, I'll, I'll, I'll think I've, I've the, heard you used to go to Mosley quite a bit. What was the pub there? The Jug of Ale. There's one that did a really good Sunday roast at DJ Prince, Prince, of, Prince of Wales. Prince of Wales. Prince of Wales, Prince of Wales. Wales. yeah, yeah. yeah Prince yeah. of Wales. Cracking yeah. Cracking yeah, one? Is that... There was one a little bit further down that had a, had a garden and... Yeah, on the other side of the road. Further, further. Yeah. I know what you want to mean. Yeah, yeah. That's not Jug of Ale, is it? No, no. It's, he's, he's on about the posh one. Well, posh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't get posh down Mosley. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't know it. The, pe- the People's Republic of <laughs> Mosley. Mosley, but I tell you what, we uh, we did in yeah, we did enjoy our time in Birmingham. Got to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just quickly before we come on to your one to eleven, actually, just another question from Steve Portman. He's just asked why his biggest. Have you got what's your biggest regret? Have you got any regrets? And if so, what's your biggest one from your career? Uh, cool. In my career, um, tough one that. Oh, that one at Birmingham was um the Blackpool game. The Blackpool mm. game because I think. We we were the best, not to be saying it, we yeah. were the best in the league that season. But we ended up, it was three or four games too much for us. Yeah. Time we got to that yeah. stage of season, we'd lost we lost Stevie, we'd lost, lost someone else's. Uh, we'd lost a few bodies and it ended up, we just ended up running out of steam at the at the wrong time. So that was, that, that season's a bit of a regret because I think if all things, you'd never trade Europe or anything, but we ended up getting to, we had a, a couple of replays in the Cups as well. And Oh, you scored against Wolves, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, do you do you right as a as a professional athlete? Yeah, do you actually run out of steam? Really? In terms of the the thing is, the margins are so the margins are so small, aren't they? You know, like we end up losing Blackpool on, like you said it before. If it had gone another couple of minutes, yeah, we'd have probably we'd have probably won that. And listen, if we'd have it would have been it would have been West Ham in the would it have been West Ham in the final? 
2011. Um, was it Swansea? Not Swansea. Cardiff, wasn't it? Cardiff. I thought it was Swansea under Brendan Rodgers. Because Blackpool, yeah, Blackpool won it, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, Blackpool got. So listen, I, I, I think we'd have gone up. I think we'd have gone up. And then you know you're talking about. I think you're looking at a different club. Then you're looking at completely different. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but to answer your question, yeah, like it's not. You don't. It's not so much you burn out, but you 63 games and it ends up. You just talking a little bit of spark or a little bit of yeah energy or life. Or, is it? Is it? Is it really that fine a margin? Is it? I, I think it is when you get to them. Get to them. It's, it's like I'm sure you do shows where you've had um you'd have some shows where you feel really in the flow and like tonight exactly mm-hmm. you're really sharp and witty. <laughs> you have other shows where you're not quite you're not quite at it and you're a little bit your senses are a little bit more dulled and you're a little you're not as quick witted and mm-hmm. your performance isn't quite as yeah listen that's so cool. so do you think then I'm talking about Nick aren't you. <laughs> in a really nice way and I don't want to be disparaging right? I, I don't and I mean this right do you think it's more of the mindset than the physical it's bit it's it's all the mindset yeah it's all the mindset yeah yeah. because I don't have a physical bit at the minute you know what I mean <laughs> I've got no physical <laughs> I mean look there. at him look at him whatsoever he's a machine yeah. <laughs> he's I'm a 10 machine. yards in front of Chris Brown <laughs> apparently, apparently Wade you had a haircut that spawned a million hairstyles. I did. Uh, yeah, apparently. Uh, Sam says, I remember when Wade signed. I remember his hair. It was way before its time. Now everybody has it. Back with it. I tell, I tell the worst. So I don't know how I ever got talked into this, but I want, I always wanted to grow my hair and you never could because it would get in your eyes when you were playing. So mm. I, uh, I was trying to grow my hair when I was at Birmingham and uh, we played. I remember, I tell one of my best, I scored in the last minute away at Charlton um, mm. in front of our end. Yeah. But I'd spent the whole second half trying to put my hair back with mud. <laughs> with mud. <laughs> oh, no. we, we played. We played Leeds on the TV. This yeah. was with Parkin. We got beat four 0 and it was it was horrendous. Um, so I, I was I was trying to grow my hair, and my my girlfriend at the time said uh, she gave me these like hair grips. She said put these hair grips in it to keep it out of the way. So I'm like, <laughs> right, I'll do that. So we're um we're three 0 down at Leeds, and uh, I didn't notice till afterwards. We're, uh, balls come in the box, and I've headed out for a corner. And uh, there's a close-up of me on the TV, and I'm putting these hair grips back in my... Oh, God. Back in, I'm thinking... Oh, no. <laughs> no. That's <laughs> almost a Grealish moment, it's, it's isn't it? It's a Grealish moment. I'll come in on the morning moment. Moment. Oh. We're going to use that, ladies and gentlemen, for the rest of the season. All over. Grealish moment. <laughs> <laughs> that was a... Yeah, that was a... That was a bad moment, that. Yeah, so you're yeah. 1-7 to 11 then, Wade. So we're going 4-4-2, four, four, I presume, or...? Uh, yeah, four four two, four four one one. Okay, far away then, mate. Far away. Uh, I, I've got Jack in goal. Butler. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, super. Uh, yeah. I, I'll be honest. I don't think. Um, obviously, I was with. I, I was coaching at Stoke for a long time, and Jack was there. Yeah. Um, and he's still young, so I'm not. I'm not writing him off at all. But he's been so unlucky with injuries, Jack. Yeah, Tim stopped, stopped him reaching his full potential. Because you think by now, I fully expected him by now to be established, England number one, one of the big clubs, one of the top goalies around, and he's obviously he's obviously not at that level. Um, but the season he was with, the season he was with us before he went to Stoke, he was unbelievable. Came yeah, and he made a couple of mistakes. Um, there's obviously a lot of talk about him because he'd been at Charlton and he'd done well. 
made a few mistakes and he could have he could have gone under, but he just sort of grew and got better and got better and got better. Um, and that was a tough one to be honest because we had Boaz well, we as well. We absolutely loved Jack Botland. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, uh, Daz Randolph was Daz Randolph was a good goalie. Absolutely, Very good. Uh, I liked him. Good goalie. Um, see, that's a tough one. That, but uh, but Jack was that that season. Jack was excellent. Really good. Yeah. Uh, my right back was if you my right back would be Kari. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't yeah. I didn't get to play with Kari for a for a long time. Um, and he was he did struggle with injuries that season. I think that was it. That would have been towards the end for him. Um, yeah. Somebody asked earlier to ask you what he was like as a captain. I oh, he was he was he, what a player! Like first of all, what a player! Like oh, unbelievable. Yeah, one v one, he could defend, he could play, he could he, like obviously you know what he's like as a player. Yeah. He was it was funny. My first day in the box, we we did the boxes, and Kari's swatting the ball into me, uh, <laughs> and he's and he's properly on me. Saying, I thought you'd be able to handle it. I thought you'd be, but he was just he was just testing me out. He was just. Yeah. Saying this is what um, he was good as gold, Kari. He was brilliant, good captain, yeah. set good standards, trained like an absolute beast. Yeah, um, had good relationships with everybody, had the respect of everybody. So if anything needed sorting, uh, you know you could go through him. Um, yeah, it was just like watching a steam train go down that right flank. Yeah, wasn't it? yeah. In, the, in the cup watching him, it was just unbelievable. Really, he didn't Thought even rails though, Paul, did he? No. You know what I mean? He just no. whoosh, gone. Yeah. yeah. Some player. He sorted out the Christmas do in Dublin. Oh uh, yeah. Christmas. Now that's a beautiful word. Christmas do. It was. It was. Yeah. We were like kings of. It was like the king of Dublin. We we're rolling up to places thinking, oh Jesus, ah Stephen, how are you? in. So um, yeah, it was. He'd, he'd be a no-brainer at right back, Kari. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, you had. Like Specs come in, Specs did really well. Um, yeah, he did. He did. Caddy, yeah, uh, he did well. But with respect, they're not at Kari's, no. not at Kari's yeah. level. Um, my two centre arse would be Stevie Coldwell and Curtis. Oh okay, yeah. Um, talk about captain. Stevie was a brilliant captain. Yeah, mm. he was. Uh, he had a similar sort of. Uh, he, I think you've had him on. He has a similar sort of vibe to Kari. He's quite authoritative. Um, set good standards. Uh, would uh, similar to Kari would train like a beast and would sort of dig out people that that weren't doing the same. Um, tough, like Stevie is tough. He'd stick his head in and he'd chuck it after trying to stuff. Could play, could pass. Yeah, listen, he's he's one of my best mates, so I can say it. He lacks a yard of pace. If he had, mm. he was quicker, then he would have had an even better career than he had. And he had a, mm. and he had a very good career as it is. Yeah, um, he, re- he read the game well though, didn't he? He was in the right, usually in the right place. Unbelievable. Yeah. Read it unbelievably yeah. well. Yeah. Um, I feel like Kenny Cunningham. Yeah. And yeah. Curtis was, they were they were a perfect pair because Curtis, well, no one could get by him. Oh, great, nice. great player he was, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. And it's similar to similar to Stevie. He was, he's tough as well, Curtis. Like he'll stick his head in the way of things. He'll get on, but he read the game. You couldn't get past him 1v1. It was unbelievably, no. unbelievably good, quick. Um, and he scored a load of goals. Well, I, I used to love it. I used to love it when he went on his runs with the ball. You know, he used to go forward sometimes. That, didn't he, on that, we didn't. <laughs> Where's he going now? Get back yeah. here. <laughs> but, and, it, and it, brilliant lad. 
Unbelievable yeah. lad, Curtis. Um, he, it's a bit dark now. He, uh, like, got on with everyone in the dressing room. Like, knitted everyone. Like, you'd have, you'd have, like, me, Stevie and Berkey would be, would be tight. You'd have um, Nathan, Jesse, Rav. You'd have Kari, Murph. You'd have, but Curtis would, like, we'd all get on, but he'd gravitate towards, like, like-minded people. Curtis would just get between everyone. Yeah. Bring everyone together. He was top yeah. dog, Curtis. Yeah, yeah. Um, my left back would be Murph. Yeah. And like I said, again, you'd even some, it's like, could easy, could easy put Ridgie in there. It was, a, yeah. Ridgie was a really good player, but, um, I had a really good relationship with Murph. Like, obviously I played, that year predominantly, I played left wing um, like when I started out younger I was a right winger and I was a bit like Berkey I'd sound the touchline and I'd take people on and as I got older and my legs went I changed my game a little bit and I really enjoyed playing off the left wing uh, I knew Berkey was going to hold his width we usually played two up front two Chris likes having a two and a two so it left loads of room for me to just go and float and pick up positions wherever I wanted as long as when the ball turned over, it broke down. I just had to sprint to get back to left wing and, and we had a we had a good shape. Um but it was it was perfect for me because I could just I could just flip over the pitch, pick up positions, and I knew Murph would come around the outside of me. Mm. Uh, and we had a really good relationship. And then Murph's goal in Bruges is probably the perfect example. I yeah. I'm playing left wing, but I pop up on the right wing. I think mm. I overlap or underlap Berkey. Or someone rolls me in the right wing and I cross it for Murph to Murph to score. So yeah, I'd have to have I'd have to have Murph in there because he he made me look better. <laughs> like I said to you before, Burke would be a no-brainer on the right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think that season he was the best player in the league. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah, he was. Um, still playing, isn't he? Come on, okay. Come on, okay. He must be a hundred and three. <laughs> I think he's. I don't think he is quite brilliant lad. Yeah. Like one of the funniest lads I've ever. Yeah, we had him on last season. Yeah, Wade, last yeah. Season, yeah, yeah. Top right. You watch, watch um, definitely watch Kirby Enthusiasm. He is, uh, he is Larry David. He'll moan about everything. Most miserable. <laughs> That's all right, because we couldn't understand the word he was saying anyway. Yeah. <laughs> a, I'm guessing his accent's got even broader since he's been up there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was a, he was a funny dad, Berkey. It's funny you asked about stories. Must have used stories about it. Um, but what a player. Like, quick goals, direct. He'd take the ball. he fit as you come. Unbelievable professional, and I, I've got a few years on Berkey, and we do all the we do pre season, and I'd be knocking my pan in, and he'd always be just a bit ahead of me. Or we do a we do a jump test, and Berkey would just be like a fraction of <laughs> ahead of me. And he, um, brilliant pro. Yeah. He, the only way I get back at Berkey was I'd, he'd, I'd say to him, "But Berkey, I'm like I've got five years on you." I said, "I used to be as quick as you, and as, as fit as you, but with my quality." So can you imagine that, Bertie? Can you imagine that? you being as fit as you are now, but with my quality? <laughs> yeah. What how you'd be then? Uh, yeah. I bet he um, took that well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I'd have Nathan on the other side. Mm, so, yeah. Another no-brainer? Yeah, another no-brainer. Mm. Brilliant, Nathan. Like when I, when I came in, he was 17, and like, he was electric in training. Yeah, um, it was a funny one because I obviously I used to, I used to uh, 
I'd play on the right on the left wing and Burke would be on the right wing and Nate would be on the bench. Um, and I knew, like, it, it was a... I'd, everyone loved Nathan. Like, the fans, everybody loved Nathan. And I was keeping him out of the team. So I knew I was on a hide into nothing every week. <laughs> and I knew, I knew if we weren't winning, if we were winning, I'm staying on because I know what I need to do defensively and I can lock everything up. If we're not winning, I'm getting hooked. Like, the clock's getting to an hour and I'm looking at the clock thinking... Fucking hell, we don't score soon. <laughs> my my not any time here. <laughs> and the, Ten pound fine. So I, I think I think I'm doing the right here. And then my number would go up and the Tilton would the Tilton would take yeah. off. <laughs> Nathan would come on and I'd be here, yeah, cheers, lads. But, <laughs> but, oh wait, you what you don't understand is mate, we were cheering you for your contribution. I don't think you were. <laughs> <laughs> what a, like what a player, what a lad. Great lad as well. Yeah. Um, who would have run in close? Maybe Beausajour or someone like that? I'd have Bo in it. Oh, okay. I'd have Bo in it. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I'm pigeonholing him in a little bit in centre mid. Oh, okay. Because I think he was that good. He was good. And he, he, could, was. Play, he could play anywhere, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a good player. Um, yeah. So I'd have, I'd have John in centre mid because he was... It's funny, I knew there was one game where I knew I was playing really well because Chris subbed Jean before me. Oh well. So I thought I must be I must be doing all right. But he was he was a Rolls Royce Sean. He could have yeah. and he could have um he was he was driven, like you don't have the career that he had without being driven, but you think he could have gone on and done could on and gone gone and done even more. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what stick, you know what sticks in my mind with with Bozajor? You know, this, when we went down, we won the cup. He was one of those who didn't jump ship. You know, you think, oh, South American, he'll be the yeah, first one. Yeah, you were saying that earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He stayed a good off season, so yeah, good on him. Love him. Mm. Like really quiet, humble. Like really. Mm. Um, I'd have a bit like Billy. <laughs> yeah. Quiet and humble. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, why did you have him? I'd have Muchy next to him. Jordan. Oh, yeah, he was decent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Muchy, yeah. Now, he's he hasn't gone on to, like, for whatever reason. I'm just going to put a light on because I'm... Really Sorry, you all had it. Yeah. I was starting to wonder whether you've got electric in Bristol, to be honest. He's not gone on and fulfilled his potential for whatever reason, Muchy. But for that year, for that year he was with us, he was he was excellent that year. Like could yeah. run all day, he scored goals, he could break up play. The only thing Fergie talked him out the playoffs. Fergie did a bit of a that second leg, that Blackpool game, Fergie did a bit of a bit of a number on him and just got in his ear and mm-hmm. Muchy was a Muchy was eighteen, nineteen. So Fergie yeah. every he used every tool in his his makeup in that game. I remember him getting a great goal at West Ham away. Um yeah. at, at Oxford Park. Yeah. Three yeah. all, yeah. Three one up, weren't we? Yeah, we were, yeah. They stuck Carlton Cole and might have been the count, someone else on and just shell balls in for yeah. Um, Paul, yeah. How much would you sell me two and a half ounces of your memory for? <laughs> <laughs> I hate it that I can't remember. Mainly useless information. Though. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's me talking about memory. You get my name wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, crikey, Brian! <laughs> I'm not that ugly for crying out loud, sake. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Wade. Carry on, mate. I'd have uh, I've had Je- I've had I would have Jesse Lingard as the ten. Yeah, 
it's funny because he he come to us um so we signed him on loan and we didn't know much about him to be honest he didn't he's obviously gone on to have we didn't know loads about him honestly he trained we used to do yellow jersey the day before a game for the worst trainer and i can't tell you how bad he was really really right before his first game he was horrendous and normally normally you're too polite to give the new lad the yellow jersey but he was that bad he got it and we we thought we thought they took the the yellow jersey to us so the worst the worst trainer used to used to have to wear the yellow jersey and do they know obviously oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like wearing a dunce's cap at school (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) then then he goes and scores four on his debut debut he was Right. Okay. Here's here's the thing, Wade. Right. I, 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 I'm not a gambler. I don't gamble. Right. I got to that game, and my son said to me, "What's the score going to be today, Dad?" I said, "4-1 to the Blues." And it's the first time I heard him call me um, a really bad word. Shall I say, beginning with the third letter of the alphabet, which I can't say anymore. Right. I came. So he said, "Give me a pound." I said, "No, I ain't giving you a quid." Anyway, cajoled this pound out to me. I said, "Right, I'm not giving you this pound to gamble." I'm giving this. I'm giving that pound to you, and he put it on, and we won forty nine quid on four one, and we went back and uh, blew it all in Weatherspoons. What a lovely life I lived. You're right. You're right. Fifty quid in Weatherspoons. <laughs> <laughs> my best, my best ever bet down the Blues was the Do Gary three uh, two against Southampton. I had us to win, believe it or not. I had us three two, and Brett Omer mm. to score first. Did you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know what it was. It was almost like I was psychic. I've never done a bet like that before in my life. It was thirty eight to one. Put the ten. Well, I've never gambled since. Well, I, I didn't gamble at that juncture, but I've never gambled since, right? And I'm still forty nine. <laughs> Happy days. Yeah. <laughs> well, I won, I won a nice um, eighty quid on um, Saturday. My brother goes and betters it by winning one thousand three hundred. Oh wow! Hate Sorry, wait. You got one more player for a fiver. For a fiver. That one. Yeah, need a forward. Uh, go Kingy up top. Yeah, Kingy, he was a good player. That's a great team, isn't it? Jesse Ling. Imagine Jesse Lingard just off. Because I think, was, was, was did, did Jesse play with King, Marlon King? Or had he gone by then? Yeah, I'm not sure, to be honest. I don't think he did, did I? Don't, don't know. think he did. I think Marlon no. had gone by then. Lee, yeah. Lee brought um, Jesse in, didn't he? But Lee was there a little uh, bit with Clarkey. I'm not sure how long. Uh, sorry, Marlon was there a little bit with Clarkey. I don't know how long. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, Jesse Lingard just off Marlon King would have been yeah. quite scary, wouldn't he? He really? was... And listen, Kingy had had a couple of knee ops by then, so he hadn't mm. he didn't have that explosive pace that he used to have. But no. in terms of finishing and holding the ball up, and and he had an edge to him as well, Marlon. He was he was this yeah. had more rounds than anyone. Uh, we would every time he didn't get the ball off me, or I played, or I passed to anyone other than him, he was giving me he was giving me daggers. So me yeah, and Marlon, but he was driven. He wanted to win. He was. He was desperate to win, um, yeah. and he could play as well, Kingy. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a great player. I mean, looking looking back at all your your memories, Wade. What have you kept? Any of you? Were you one for keeping your shirts and stuff like that? What mementos yeah, yeah. have you got from? Your- oh, I've got them all. Yeah, I've got them all. They're all, they're all they're all packed away. But I know where they all are. They're all they're all safe. I keep them all. Yeah, I've even got that um that black and green stripy one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've ever wore it. Got the pink one they made us wore at Millwall. Oh yes, yeah. yes, yes. Oh, right, fancy right. wearing a chuffing <laughs> pink shirt at Millwall. Yeah, yeah. Millwall. What a place to do that. That's ridiculous. Uh, we always we always turn Millwall over though. So yeah, yeah. we used yeah. to get some great results there. Yeah. 
Millwall are kind of like the Birmingham City of London, though, aren't they? Like a proper working man's club, you know what I mean? Uh, nobody likes us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fans are a bit rough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> difference difference is Wickham Raid. <laughs> but it was that once eleven was a tough one. Went yeah. through it. With some and, and, and you captured a manager. Uh, my manager would be Chris. Yeah. Chris Hewton, yeah. Um, obviously spoke about him before. He was different class, Chris. Uh, my captain would be my captain would be Stevie Colwell because yeah, probably a little bit because Stevie was my captain at Burnley as well. Yeah. So I know what a good good captain he was. But listen, could easily be Kari as also. Kari was. Yeah. So yeah. I'd go well, for Ladies okay. and gentlemen, you wouldn't believe this, but uh, we're actually into the last 15 minutes of the show. And Wade Elliott, this has been an absolute gem of a show. And really enjoyed it so far. Let's enjoy it a little bit more, shall we, by having a little bit of a laugh in the last 15 minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, what I want you to do tonight is... A word association, as we do in the last 15 minutes of every single show. And tonight, uh, as the Tilton Road and the COP are uh, officially construction sites, mm. I do have a photograph of the uh, the sign at the back of the Tilton. I will put that on the Tilton Talk page later. And it says construction site. Um, so anything to do with a construction site and football. And I want to start you off tonight, ladies and gentlemen, with David Seamant. Seamant, David Seamant. <laughs> off you go. Paul, this is down to you, because I don't think anybody else has got uh, access to the, the, the Facebook one tonight, because we're all on Zoom, and that's Chris Brown has, have you? Yep, okay, yeah, no, I'll get the... Yeah, okay, so down to you two guys. Right, if anybody can be bothered. Spade Elliot, Spade Elliot. Spade Well done, uh, uh, Craig Courtney. Uh, Linda uh, Trowell-Dini. Oh, who did that one? <laughs> Linda Edza. The old, the old, you, know, that, you know that old lady who pops on now and again? What people are thinking about that, Chris? Can we do the ooh? Can we, yeah, uh, I'm going to do that. Yeah. I've got to do this one because this is a good one. Uh, Christoph DeGarry. Yeah. <laughs> DeGarry. <laughs> Harry Crane. Harry Crane. Jonathan Grounds. Right then, should we do the who? We yeah. The... So what we do now, right? <laughs> so we play a clip of, for about 15 seconds, of a player that you've played with for us, Oof. speaking. And I just want you to tell us who it is. If you think you know who it is, to so let our viewers try and get it. If you just tell oh. us the second letter of his surname. Right. If you think you know who it is, yeah? Okay. Okay. Here, got... Here we go. Again? Oh, I forgot the right one. You are absolutely really good. Just happy for the team to get three points. And you came on and you... Your short one. Oh. Do it again, do it again. You are absolutely really good. Just happy for the team to get three points. And you came on and you... He's got it. Ooh. Once well, more. Down to you. Okay. You are yeah, give... absolutely really good. Just happy for the team to get three points. You Sorry, came Brownie. On and you... Sorry, Chris. We, we charge 100 quid for the third one. <laughs> nobody's no nobody's ever asked for it to be played three times before. That's a charge. That was my idea, to be fair. Any idea? You were a very cruel. Yeah, I think I'd. Is it, what do you want? The second second letter of his surname. Yeah. yeah go on. Is it O? No. No. You were pretty confident as well. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was. You thought it was who? I thought it was Ralph. No. It's not Ralph. It's not Robert Morrison. Here we go. Nicola Diggit. Dig it. Kenny Hives is jacket. 
Paul Hill. Uh, he's got, <laughs> some, there's some good ones here. Glenn Hodd. Oh. Oh, Madam Mayor, yeah. Gra- Gravel Morrison. Gravel Morrison, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bobby Name Bill. Name and shame, please. Madam <laughs> Will, that is. Uh, Bob the Builder Latchford. Nicola Bricks. Nicola Bricks Madsen. Really good. Just happy for the team to get three points. And you came on and you Sounds Mancunian. That's <laughs> Bricky Otto. <laughs> Bricky Otto. Obviously if any of our Bricky viewers Otto. Are... <laughs> <laughs> uh Nut lost <laughs> I don't know who did that one. <laughs> it's a good one. Who that was Gay Gainer Robinson. Oh, brilliant, Gainer! You're up there. You're right up there, mate. Honestly, so the Umi's oh, not really? that's Pete Taylor. No, he's got it. Love and Crans. No, it's not Love and Crans. Oh. I suppose you could have said Love and Sands, couldn't you, for the build for yeah, the uh, yeah. yeah. Paul Cement mix. Nile, Nile Etheridge. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, a good one. <laughs> I think the worst they are, the funnier they are, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some really bad. <laughs> Mike Taylor Woodrow. Like him. <laughs> 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 I like that one. These were awful in the way. Ryan Timberwoods. Through Alexandra. I'm going to go for Lutai Makari. <laughs> no. Still no idea, Wade, no? I'm trying to think. Who's, who was the Scandinavian? Eric Hookslip. <laughs> no, that's a good that's a good effort, but no. Right, then. Okay, this is the last go for anybody. You are absolutely really good. Just happy for the team to get three points. And you came on and you... Mm. I don't think it's Scandinavian. I think it's a bit of uh, bit of suddenly. Did you play at Bolton when we stayed on? Was you there then? No. You've gone by the night. I was on loan. I was at the club. I was on loan. Okay. Trying to get back. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've obviously seen the goals, though, haven't you, and all the actions? <clears throat> yeah. So I'll give you a clue, then. He was involved in one of them goals. That hasn't helped. wonder if it's somebody come in after me. Are you sure I played with them? They were there the same season as you, but you, you, now you've said that, I didn't realise you went out on loan, to be fair. I didn't remember that. So you might not have played with him then, but he was there the same season as you. Not Tom Adeyemi? No. no. It's not Tom. Oh, <laughs> come on, mate. Some of that, some of that Go on. Go on. You Jordan, I- Jordan Ibe. I wasn't there with Jordan Ibe. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you went out on loan, you see. I thought, I thought you was there. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's one job. The last 15. One job. <laughs> I'm afraid oh, it's going to have to be a... <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Well, you did well, Wade. Yeah, you did well. You did very well. You beat him. You never... It would have been network. It would have been fun. It was never in the same training session or anything. Nah. Never okay. met him. Didn't like him. <laughs> Probably took my place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> apparently, that's a 25, 20 pound fine now for you, Paul. Apparently. Oh, well. <laughs> I just looked at the season and uh, I thought that they were there, you know, that he was there the same season as you was, but he didn't mention that you'd gone out on loan. Obviously, what I was looking at when I was doing my research. You deserved that restrictive view ticket. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> you should have been forced to do, sit behind that as well. <laughs> yeah, Nigel, Nigel Mann sums it up. He's just called me Paul Miskis. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, good one. Uh, next game coming up then, uh, Paul, is against oh, whom? 
So we're at home Tomorrow, on Wednesday. Wednesday week, sorry, Bournemouth. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We're, 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 I don't think anybody. Sorry, I don't think anybody predicted a nil-nil last week. So we had, did they? So I can remember. No, no, nobody knows again. Yeah, so go, carry on, Paul. Sorry, that's all right. It'll be a tough game. Um, I'm going to go. Remind us who we got. I'm going to go one-one. Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Yeah. Uh, Linda's gone 6 0. <laughs> uh, right, OK. So it's the first, second show back into the season, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Chris Brown, mm-hmm. if Birmingham City score six goals this year, will you do a show in the buff? Cup, anything. Friendly, anything. Cup, friendly, anything. Yeah. Including a penalties. Compet- competitive game. Including penalties. No, we can't have penalties. Come on. You've got a bucket under the table. I'm glad we haven't got any strikers, to be uh, honest. <laughs> yeah, go on then. All right then. Including penalties! There you go. Okay. For this season only. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, um, what we want everybody to do then is if Birmingham City do actually score six goals this season, including penalties in any competition, right? You've all got to pay two quid for our charity. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, that'll do. No money. problem. Two quid. That'll two quid is not a lot of money, is it? Two quid. There you go. We joined. We're joined next week by Matt Sadler. Um, play against him, Wade? Saw him a couple of weeks ago. We oh, played um, We played Walsall pre-season. He's obviously coaching. Okay. He's, well, I think he's still registered as a player, isn't he? but he's, he's winding down a bit, Matt, I think, from speaking to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, saw him a few it weeks ago. It could have been Matt Paint-Sander. Yeah, Paint-Sander. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you must have come up against him a couple of times. In- yeah, yeah, did, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Michael Wood's gone. And that's the cumul- cumulative for the season regarding six goals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've redeemed myself there, Wayne. I've remembered that you played against Matt Sadler, so I've redeemed myself. <laughs> you are. <laughs> yeah, he's so all right. We've got um, uh, 3 1. 3 1 says Stephen Gill. Uh, 3 1 says Lindsay. 2 2, Trevor. Uh, one nil says Nigel. One, I did see two. Lindsay actually at the at the game the other day. I was trying to wave, but you know I just got totally ignored. Yeah. Totally ignored. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think That's I think um, I think we draw as well, Paul. Yeah, I've gone I for one one. One each. I'm, 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 I'm wrong. Obviously, we beat them about two or three nil. But look, we're unbeaten so far. I've got one nil to the Blues. Okay. They're a real mm-hmm. bogey team, aren't they? Yeah, but the, you know these records are there to be broken. Yeah. I'm yeah, surprised if we're it was like it's not good enough being a bogey team. Oh, the last game wasn't that 9 0, was it? Oh, 8. Oh, no, we've played them yeah. since then. 8 0, Wade. 8 0. 8 0, yeah. Oh, God. Did you play them? We've played them since oh, Wayne. Oh, Wayne, right, the truth. <laughs> okay. I decided not to go to that game because we needed some stuff for the house, right? Okay. So I was in Dunelm, which is, I know it's a villa horned, right? For bed sheets. Yeah. <laughs> Picking up some stuff for home and. A couple of minutes in, we're 1-0 down. And a few minutes later, we're 2-0 down. And then did somebody get sent off pretty much straight yeah, after yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Dead turned yeah. After that, yeah. I turned my phone off, right? I thought, I'm not, we're not even going to bother with this anymore. I'll get so many. It was eight. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, the embarrassment. If it weren't for Darren Randolph, it could have been 12. Yeah, you're coming double figures that day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul Gillis says, Chris Brown, you should up the better bit and do it in the buff if Leco scores. Ooh. I'll tell you what, if he scores two. That what, in the season? <laughs> in a game, that could be home goal as well. In yeah. the season? In a game. Stop picking your nose, you dirty scrub. <laughs> where's my nose? Where's my... Who's the so you're saying, uh, right, Okay, so if Blue scores six in any game, yeah. with penalties, or if Lecco gets two this season. In a game. In a game. In a game. Clocky, yeah, I could yeah. score two goals yeah. in the season. Okay. Yeah. Right, right, okay. Wait, who's the funniest player you've ever played life, with? Right. Funniest ever teammate? 
Oh, funniest ever. There was um, there was a couple of lads at Burnley who were funny. Blakey was Robbie Blake was funny. Robbie, Robbie Blake, Blake. Was funny. Of course, Blakey was at Blues, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blakey was just a funny lad. You could spend Robert lots of art, yeah. stories. Uh, Alan Marm was there's a there was a lad Alan Marm Irish Irish lad. He was at he was at Burnley. He was a he was a lunatic. I'll tell you who the funniest one was a lad called Stephen Thompson. Yeah. Uh, Scott, big Scottish centre forward played for Burnley. Yeah, just off his rocker. So we played, <laughs> we played, um, we played Portland Timbers in the states pre-season, and oh, uh, yeah. they've got obviously in America they've got the, the stand up, and they've got round the side of the pitch they've got uh, they've got like tables that families sit on, and well, Tomo's uh, Tomo's running towards the Tomo's running to keep a ball in. He's got to the touchline. He's just got his foot on it, managed to keep it in, but his momentum's taking him to the. The advertising hoardings. So he can't stop. So he's jumped over the hoardings, landed at bang at the table. All this family there having their having a dinner, <laughs> a burger, and yeah. he's landed right at the old man's pint. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> pick the pint up, <laughs> the pint, put it back down on the table, jump back over the hoardings, and carried on with the game. <laughs> he was he was funny. Problem. Uh, I'm guessing. I'm guessing you don't get to watch the blues at all um, with, with with your job. No, only so. very rarely. Only when if they're on TV and it doesn't clash. Yeah. Yeah, but hang on, hang on, hang on. Chelsea are called the blues as well. well what about, so what you about, don't get to watch the blues. What about You're the, not even doing the, your job properly, mate. What about the, the, <laughs> the blues? There's only one blues. There's only one blues, Nick. There's only one blues. No, I watch them, <laughs> obviously, I I follow them and I watch them. I watch them if I can if they're on. I'll watch, be honest, I watch any football if it's on, but I always mm. all my old teams, Bournemouth, oh. Burnley, Birmingham, Bristol, I keep an eye out for. Crikey, we've run out, of, uh, run out of time, Nick. Yeah. Run out Nick, of time, mate. Right? Yeah, let me know. Run out of time. Yeah. Well, do you know what? These these sessions, and, and you have somebody on, and you think, oh, what are we going to talk about? We've, it's just flowed perfectly. It's been absolutely superb. Um, for all the bad things that are going on at St Andrews, we're still Birmingham Seamans, right? And it's the club, the players and the manager and the staff that we all support and we've all got to be behind them. 100%, 100% girls and boys, ladies and gents, because that's what defines us and that's what we are. Birmingham City, we love the Blues. We may hate the board, but we love the Blues. Okay, so thanks to Wade Elliott tonight for being our special guest. It's an absolute pleasure to talk to you. And uh, thanks for all the laughs and uh, the the, the good fun that we've had along the way. Uh, Mr. Paul Hipkiss, a.k.a. Mr. Sheen, thank you so, so very much for joining in tonight and being with us once again. Bless you. My pleasure. Just want to thank Wade as well. Thank you, Wade, for all the good memories, mate, and the time you spent with us. I've really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me on, fellas. And thanks, Paul, also for, uh, you know, opening up that story about your, your lovely little daughter as well earlier. You know, it, it kind of, like, melted me a little bit, I promise you. Nice one. Uh, from Mr. Robe, a.k.a. Mark uh, Adams. Smith. Good evening, everybody. What's his name? What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> no, just, uh, yeah, everybody, those of us who are lucky enough to go on Wednesday, let's um, hope we see a good result. I'll take a draw. <laughs> okay, buddy. Nice one. Thanks, Mark, again. And from the one and only, of course, the inimitable Mrs. Brown. Good evening. And the last few words from me before Wade Elliott says goodbye to you is thank you so much to all the people around St. Andrews that uh, made my day so special, including Auntie Linda, Sally, Jay, uh, 
Brenda, I mean, to give Brenda a kiss, blimey. Mm. Um, Nicholas Walesbury, uh, to name a few, Carl Motion, Craig Courtney, uh, Andy Pike, um, Lewis Mitchell, who is an absolute megastar. I love that lad to bits, bless him, he's grand. And, of course, that hug that I got off Jack, which is on Facebook, will remain with me forever. That, ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, was the reunion of Birmingham City fans. And Jack, as always, got friends. Good night. Good night. God bless. Take care, Wade Elliott. See us out. Just want to say thanks for having me on. I, uh, I love my time at the club and I've enjoyed having a bit of a chin wagon reminiscing with you all. So thanks very much. Keep right on. God bless you, mate. And thank you. Good night, guys. Cheers. See you later. Oh. We are the lads from the Chilton.